and welcome to the PCVC Throwback Thursday podcast and happy Festival Day. Yeah, see you in a little while. Yeah, super exciting. This is one of my favorite events that we do every year, Festival, mainly because I love candy. Candy and we is have great. a lot of candy here on campus during Festival. So please make plans to join us tonight from 6 to 8 for Festival. But again, we want to welcome you to the Throwback Thursday podcast. My name is Breland. I'm here with Pastor Sean. We're going to be talking about Pastor Bill's message from Sunday. And on Sunday, we continued in our series called Praise and Thanksgiving, but it was our last week to focus on praise, just on praise. So right. as we begin the month of November, then we're going to start looking at Thanksgiving. So we kind of wrapped up praise with a nice bow this weekend. So can I let something out of the bag just real oh, quick? You may. You mentioned that we're starting Thanksgiving this Sunday. Yeah. Put it on your calendars. Uh, Sunday, November 17th at 5 p.m. We are going to have a church-wide family Thanksgiving celebration. You'll hear more about it this Sunday with all of the trimmings. We are going to eat until we are content in a very good way <laughs> as an entire church family and give thanks for all that God has done, I love that. for all that God is, and for what we believe he will continue to do as we take our next steps that have been directed by him. Yeah. Praise and thanksgiving but we'll be doing that uh, november 17th putting it into practice cool with a great thanksgiving meal love it absolutely love it okay so as we look back at our final week of focusing on praise well let me kind of preface that yes. our final week of looking at it as a church together on Sunday. Not right. our final week in studying it, not our final week in growing in it. That's something that we want to keep reinforcing and Continue, keep, yes. keep practicing those habits of praise as we move through our life. Praise should be like second nature. There it is. Just, I love just it. happened. Yeah. yeah. So what was one thing or some things that stood out to you from Sunday? A couple things. First is one of my favorite verses, uh, Exodus 15, oh. 3. The Lord is warrior. The Lord is his name. Now, I do have to point out that Lord there uh, in the book of Exodus, if you look in your translation, whatever translation you use, it'll be in all capital letters, which literally means Yahweh. Mm -hmm. so, so we could easily read that the Lord is warrior, Yahweh is his name. And why is that significant? Because it means he is the all-sufficient one. Mm. It means that all that is needed, we find within God. Uh, if you remember at the burning bush when Moses said, as God was directing Moses to go tell Pharaoh to let his people go, he said, who shall I tell him who sent me? This is the same name that was used there, which means I am, mm -hmm. which means I am everything that's necessary. God did not need us when he made us. Mm -hmm. He made us because he desired to relate to a part of his creation in a very special way. Sin entered the world. Christ came as a result of God's command. And he lived, died, was uh, buried, and raised from the dead so that we could make peace with God and be back in this relationship that God desired in the beginning. But, but it's important to note that God didn't need that relationship. Mm. That all that was necessary is found within God. So God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit had perfect harmony and perfect communion. But he desired, God desired to relate to us. 
So when he said to Moses, tell him that I am sent you, he said, I'm the all-sufficient one. Everything that is necessary can be found within me. And, and, and Bill, Pastor Bill illustrated that uh, with the story of the Exodus and as they were escaping how God stepped in and fought the battle mm. as the warrior fought the battle for Israel so that they could escape the clutches of Pharaoh and his armies. Yeah. But let us not forget that Yahweh is all that we need. And that really speaks in to what stood out to me the most in the message this past week. And that's a phrase that Pastor Bill said. He said, our walk will determine our worship. So we've been challenged to worship not just on Sunday when we go to church, but we've been challenged so far in this series to be the church and live out a lifestyle of worship, specifically over the last few weeks, mm -hmm. of praise. This part of praising God, uh, giving Him adoration, one, for who He is, and two, for the things that He has done and will do for us, but even more so, just for who He is. God, you are unbelievably awesome, period. Yeah. Then we can say, thank you for the air that we breathe, because mm -hmm. even the air we breathe breathe is a borrowed breath. Mm -hmm. He doesn't promise us today or even tomorrow. So if we're breathing and there's nothing else we feel we might not be able to be thank, uh, give the Lord praise for, we can at least say, God, I praise you because today I have breath. Yeah. Today you've given me existence on this earth. So in that, the idea that our walk determines our worship before I, I say really anything about worship, I want to back up to the walk part. And I would even ask you to consider today, how is your walk with the Lord Jesus? Because as Pastor Bill mentioned, your walk will determine your worship. And this is a question that I ask myself very regularly. Do I get up hurriedly and rush out into the day? Or do I begin my day the way the witnesses that went before us did, and even the way that the Lord Jesus did himself. You know, when the Lord Jesus was here on earth in Philippians 2, it tells us that he did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. That's verse 6, I believe, in Philippians 2. But he humbled himself, mm -hmm. and, and literally it says he became a human. He became one of us, became obedient even to death on the cross. And in this obedience, part of that obedience is that he spent time with the Father because the Scripture teaches that we are to walk with God. That in the way that we walk with God, part of that is that we spend time with him. In Mark 135, it says this, and this was Jesus' normal pattern. It says, Jesus got up very early in the morning, and he went off to a solitary place to pray. What this simply means is the Lord Jesus found it necessary that even as the Son of God, who is God the Son that left heaven and lived here on planet Earth, that he found it necessary to have communion with the Father before he would start his day. Now, when it says he got up very early in the morning, that's contextual. Uh, some of you listening even now, your day may not start until noon, so very early, maybe 11 a.m. Some of you may, I minister as a chaplain to the police department, and I work with some that don't go to work until 10 p.m., which means they sleep 
at other people's very early in the morning. That means very early for them, maybe 8.30 p.m. when they get up and get ready to start their day. The significance of Mark 1.35 in Jesus' life as we apply that to our own is before we would get up and start our day that we spend time communing with the Father. Mm -hmm. In John 15, I want to read a couple of verses of how important it is that we don't venture out without really meeting with God. So in John 15, Jesus is using the analogy of a vine and branches. And I'm going to read a couple of verses, but I want to center in just for a moment on verse 4. He says, I am the true vine. So Jesus acknowledges that he's the vine. Then he says, my father is the gardener. In other words, the father is fully in control, right? He cuts off every branch in me. So, so this idea of cutting off the branch, branch would be people. So that'd be you and me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Listen to verse three. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. So if we believe the word and the one who sent me, which he says in John uh, 5, 24, if you believe in me and the one who sent me, you have eternal life. In that, because we heard and believed the word, we're in him. So in verse four, he says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Uh, some versions say abide in me. What does abide mean? It means to remain. So this abiding presence, this remaining presence, this abiding relationship, this remaining relationship is for Jesus to his, his power, form of the Holy Spirit that's taken up royal residence in us, to be visible and active in our life, we have to remain in him. We have to abide in him. What does that mean? It simply means to walk with him. And it's impossible to fully walk with the Lord Jesus daily if we don't first get up to him. We have to get, we've talked about this a few times on TBT in, in past weeks, that prayer, this idea of communing with the Lord should be our first response and not our last resort. Mm -hmm. So I want to encourage you, uh, brethren, to spend time with the Lord as you start your day and then as he leads you throughout the day because this walk will determine our worship. Yeah, absolutely. That was one thing that stood out to me this week as well from Sunday, your walk will determine your worship. And as I was kind of stirring over it, I think that we can add one more element to that. Our walk determines our worship and our worship influences our witness. Mm. Because mm. I think so often we tell people about Jesus, but we neglect to show them how he's moving in our lives. Mm. And worship is a beautiful way to show that we are fully surrendered and fully committed to him. And that starts at the beginning, like you talked about with your walk, with your daily walk. That influences your, influences your worship and that influences your witness also. But it's like if we're all talk and no show, it's like telling somebody about the best car wash we've ever experienced and then driving around with a dirty car. Mm. You know, it just, it there's a disconnect there. Yeah, yeah. So the way we walk determines the way we worship and the way we worship influences our witness with other people. And it just adds like layers of credibility to what we're saying. And it just further emphasizes the fact that God is so good 
And that not only is coming through in what I'm telling you, but that's coming through in how I'm living my life. Mm. And that, oh my goodness, that is so powerful. Yeah. When we not only can tell somebody, but we can show somebody. When you said that, it made me think of, you know, as children, we used to play the little game, show and tell. Yeah. And notice that the game itself is designed that you show first and you tell second. Mm. So if we're worshiping, then our witness is a natural overflow of yeah. that. And it bears more fruit. I love it that. It bears more weight. So like children, and, and pretty sure in the scripture it says that we should have childlike faith. <laughs> so like children, we should get in the habit of showing and telling. Wow. We should walk and talk, we should live and then exercise our lips mm. in such a way that our walk affects our worship and then our worship affects our witness. Absolutely. It's interesting when you were saying that, I, I couldn't help but to think about what I just read in verse 4 of John 15. This is the vine and the branch now. The Lord Jesus says, remain in me, or some of you would read it as abide in me, means same thing as I also remain or abide in you. Listen to the second part. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. So the Lord Jesus is talking ultimately about our witness. Mm. But he says the witness cannot happen until there's first a walk. Yeah. And the walk consists of worship, mm. which leads to witness. There it is. So in order to show and tell, we've got to meet with the Lord Jesus regularly. One of my favorite memory verses from years past that I regularly go to is Joshua 1.8. And if you'll remember, as Joshua is just getting ready to succeed Moses and take over the leadership of God's people, he receives a word, and the word is, do not let this book of law, at the time he had the Pentateuch, the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, but for us, we could read that in our context to mean all of God's word, because at the time that was all of God's yeah. word. So today we could we could read that as do not let the Bible or God's word, because it again at the time that was God's word. That was all he had. It says, do not let God's word depart from your mouth, but meditate on it. This would be the walk part. Mm -hmm. But meditate on it day and night. That's not just read it in the morning and read it in the evening. Meditate on it means that we think about it, we picture it, we ponder it, we pray it back to God. We spend time with it. We allow it to become a part of us. It says, then be careful to do everything that is written in it. Then you'll be successful and prosperous in all you do. So if we want a great, uh, we want to worship the Lord in the way that we're designed to, and we want to witness for the Lord in the way that he made us to. we got to have this walk first. Walk leads to great worship. Great worship leads to great witness. And this leads to an effective disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, which he calls us all to become and make disciples. Amen. So good. Well, thank you again so much for joining us for the Throwback Thursday podcast. We can't wait to see you here this weekend at 9.45 or 11.05 as we start to look at Thanksgiving. But even before that, we can't wait to see you tonight yes. for Festival. Amen. God loves you and so do we. Have a great week.